This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jackson's there. Billy did. The goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 76 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. No goals once again, but no shortage of opinion as we're live on YouTube and as always ready to take your comments and uh, join in with the discussion with you guys. So, this episode is again sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Remember to go down to the tap rooms at both Birkby and Home Firth and check them out or order online if you live a little further away. So on our panel, if you like, tonight we go from Huddersfield Town Zero to a group of heroes for doing this with me every week uh, for the last few years. I'm Matt Sean. With me, I've got Richard Cosy kosmala uh, Brady Biofrost and uh, Neil uh, wait, I was gonna, say, I was gonna do a heroes kind of thing, and I was gonna call you Wayne the Woman, but I don't know if that'll go down particularly well. <laughs> so I've got Neil Wayne as well with the uh, the uh, the fantastic background going on there. So uh, Neil wins that this week for sure. So hello to everybody online who is uh, following us. So what we'll do is we'll throw some things out uh, your way as well and get you involved with the chat. So I thought we'd do things in chronological order this week. So the first real point of note is that uh, since. The last podcast we did, uh, we've gone and strengthened the squad. Uh, in comes Nabisar from Charlton, a six foot five inch international ball playing centre back with pace, whose roots are in Lyon and sport in Lisbon, and he's just coming into his his prime years. What's the catch? I hear you say. Well, who knows? Uh, a man who did a an article this week on Nabisar is uh, Brady Frost himself. So. Nabi joins from Charlton Athletic, uh, having had a call-up for Senegal recently in uh, 2019 and also having played for the French under-21, so there's a great pedigree there. 
Although he's got to isolate for a couple of weeks, uh, Brady, uh, for the next couple of weeks to make sure he's uh, he's uh, complying. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we spoke to spoke to Lewis Cat from uh, Charlton Live. Um, so Charlton's the club where Naby Sarr's played the most. He's played over a hundred games for them. Uh, complying. Um, yeah, things. The key things that stood out for me chatting to him was um, it was talking about his ability to carry the ball forward he said it was fantastic and he can actually take on a man the thing that did worry me was he used the word he can leave you with your heart in your mouth um, which is not what you want to hear from centre back but um, yeah really good passer has really good vision apparently he's um, really good at picking out um, an assist now and again uh, did one for Lyle Taylor um, and uh, he's also quite a good finisher apparently Lee Bowyer said he's the best finisher in the club um, which probably says well they got free kicks on the video didn't we um, Brady so there's yeah. a video going around isn't there I think it's Farewell Nabisar or something and he bangs in a free kick there which is quite impressive and he's uh, yeah. it's an interesting one no it's decent I think um, yeah he's they talked about um, set pieces were a weakness at Charlton so it'd be hard to kind of pinpoint um, the blame on him I mean we know all about weakness at set pieces don't we lads um, but yeah the main thing was um, he was kind of made a scapegoat um, at the club, came back, went on loan to Red Star in um, the French second division and came back and he, like, he became a cult hero and Charlton fans said they got it for him to, to go and it does sound like, you know, for a free 27, he's a left-footed centre-back as well um, who can play the ball. It sounds like for a free addition, it's, it's going to be a good good one. So, um, yeah, apparently he's a, he's a good laugh as well. So um, maybe he'll be, bring a bit of positivity to the club. Cult hero, you can never go with... Uh... Never have too few of those hanging around the place, for sure. Um, Neil, do you think this answers any lingering questions people might have had about Terence Congolo? Because online there's a little bit of should he stay, should he go, you know, there's a song coming on in here. But uh, there's a few people still sort of holding on to hopes that Terence Congolo will will get back fit and play next season. I think the signing of Nabisar might just end those hopes, don't you think? Congolo, you want to kick a ball for town again, it's that simple. I think it's just a case of getting him as fit as possible to to move him on. Um, I'm pretty sure there's two or three clubs that are in for him that want him. Um, that's something that might move on that nearer nearer the window closing. Um, yeah, that, don't, if anybody's wanting Congolo to play, don't hold your breath. Um, I think he's without being harsh. I think when he signed on loan, looked great. I think we were all really happy when he signed permanently. Um, but after that first season, he's, he clearly didn't want to be here. So it's a real shame he got injured at Fulham because of the season that they had. Would have probably sold him by now and recouped a, a fair wedge back. Um, but obviously, he's going to be another year down on a contract, so less money coming in and he's been costing us. And that wage is big. So hopefully, let's look forward now rather than past. Let's look forward to seeing Sar get into the team. I think he's got to get up to speed training-wise, once he comes out of quarantine. So don't expect to see him for the next two or three weeks at least. The expectation level, Cosy, then needs to obviously be tapered because he's, he's, he's not had a pre-season. Uh, he's got to uh, isolate now and then he's got to get up to speed and, and join him with the murder ball sessions. And It looks quite a, a big, strong, fit guy, you know, not in a strange way. But he uh, it looks like uh, he hopefully won't, get, won't take too long to get up to speed. But what are your thoughts on, on signing him? Because uh, to be honest, when you look at, Town's issues, defence isn't really, it wasn't really the main problem, but it's a welcome addition, don't you think? Well, you obviously must not watch Saturday's game, Matt, but uh, mm. blunder from Stamen, Schindler cocked up, well, say cocked up, 
put, cut out for Rochdale. So to me, urgently uh, required centre back and six foot five, and and we definitely need a bit more, you know, presence. I mean, it's always it's not going to harm as well going forward. So I was pleased. Again, yeah, it's, it's always dangerous rule of thumb kind of looking at social media for people to say, although kind of Brady's done the interview with the Charlton guys, but the feeling from a lot of the Charlton people was, you know, we've got a good player there, so that'll do for me. And if he's half as good as the last guy we got from Charlton, then, you know, it's a good signing. So looking forward to seeing him getting a town shirt on. And to be honest, we were kind of steaming ended the game on Saturday. Uh, shame we can't take him out of quarantine. Eh? To be honest, for, for me, it's one of them where... I'm, I'm going to sound critical straight away again. Um, I wish you would stop doing these highlight real things to introduce a new player. Show him with a shirt, show him with a scarf, show us these bits and pieces, appearances, goals, etc., strengths, weaknesses, whatever. But these highlight reels, it's easy to pick out six, seven, eight, nine, ten great bits. I mean, we all saw highlight reels of. The Chuckle Brothers, didn't we? And uh, that's gone like well. Like an old man, Neil. Like an old that's, man. That, that's gone well. But yeah, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned <laughs> with stuff like that. And Neil, I, get, I get your TikTok I, account out, mate. It's right. No, I, I get. I get that people want to see that, and I get that people want all stats and ins and outs, and you know, a great tackling and a great header there and assist there. But just let let him come, stand on his own two feet, and, and show us what he can do. Actually, in front of his own eyes. Maybe one. Maybe one of us. Wing, wings over. Wings over. Yeah, uh, cool. Let's move on to Uddersfield Town Norwich. Uh, with regards to thoughts on the game, I've I've got a couple of thoughts regarding creativity. We'll come to uh, towards the end. We'll save the heavy stuff for the for the end. So thoughts on the game. I thought Stephen Elkozzi's digging. Matt, can I just wind it back at two o'clock? That message came through my phone. My first thought was Uddersfield Town cannot possibly win this game with that team. That was it. I thought we were done at two o'clock, mate. You know, we're going to discuss, obviously, the game. And Danny Ward, I mean, wow. Uh, I know it's early days and you don't risk players. We've got, you know, low many, so many midweek games. But I just looked at that and I thought, let's just keep the score down, lads. It made me feel sad that. We did, to be fair. Um, I, I I thought, you know, going on to the game, I thought there were a couple of decent performances. There's a, there a clear pattern emerging. There's a clear style already. Um, you know, sort of emerging. Um, I felt really sorry for Richard Steam, and I thought for me he was man of the match for the first seventy-five minutes, and then the last, the next ten minutes, he he had a bit of a shocker where he made two two big errors. But I've, I did feel for the guy, especially with some of the stuff posted online. Obviously, it wasn't at him, but I did feel a little bit for him. Uh, Josh Caroma showed up well for me, playing in a a position whereby he probably shouldn't be. You know, it highlights Cosy our lack of squad depth uh, that Josh Caroma was having to start up front when you know, preferably you'd say. Uh, he'd probably be on the bench or starting on the wing, ideally. Um, how did you see the game going then? Because uh, tactically, Town were, were quite strange. I thought Corbrand did a couple. There were a couple of interesting little quirks, uh, whereby Toffolo was was almost man marking from a wide position with uh, Todd Cantwell. You know, he'd follow him round, and there was uh, we cast our minds back to a, a watershed uh, game away at Bristol City last year, where Adama Diakabi just won't track back down the flank, and he's actually put. A semi-decent defensive, well, a decent defensive performance in this week, Adama Diakabi. So there's a couple of interesting points to look at and a couple of positives. Um, does anybody want to talk about the positives of losing another game 1-0 before we before we move on? But I thought there were a couple of, like Brady, you're smiling, so I'm going to come to you. But there's, there's a couple of points 
whereby things weren't maybe as bad as what one or two people make out, but also um, it's a, it's an opinion. It's a game which is divided opinion. There's a couple of people maybe going a bit over the top in praise as well. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think um, it's all about the circumstances of, of the game as well. Uh, I agree with Cosi. I saw the lineup. I was like, right, that's uh, that's going to go well then. And to be fair, I was impressed. I think the context for me was I was expecting us to lose three or four nil. Um, and we only lost one nil, and it was too a mistake from from Stearman. I feel a bit sorry. I agree with you, Matt. I felt sorry for Stearman. Um, felt like he got a lot of flack unnecessarily afterwards. We soft graded uh, that, me and you, I think. Yeah, no, but I think you know that was for me. That was his best game in a town shirt, and um, I know he's made mistakes before. I mean, Millwall last game of the season. <laughs> yeah, that, that like, they did. Just okay. stepping in, sorry. I reckon a lot of people will not watch the game. Just seen that goal. Steam and do that and bang oh, on possibly. social media. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, opinion, possibly. mate. No, that's probably a good watch one. Watch it, yeah. you're right, mate. And Matt, it's true, home. but the, the harsh reality is that the one calamity that we had were him and it cost us a game. Mm. I think it goes a bit more than that, Neil. One thing Carlos Corbrand, he was pushed on it afterwards. And what he was annoyed at was not so much the back pass, but the fact that we had an attacking throw in in their third of the pitch. And we went backwards for no reason. Yeah. And that's probably one thing that's going to be drilled in, that this this team needs to go forward and we need to find ways to go forward. That ball should have never gone back to Richard Stearman. I know he's made the mistake and you can't admonish him for that. But going I think, forward, I think one, the ball one thing should be on going that, in that direction. No, you're right. You're right. And they did pick up on that. But I think one thing as well that we haven't mentioned yet about that is that 30 seconds before, he got absolutely clattered. That's what I was going to say. Campwell with an elbow. Which you watch that, there's a lot of games he's walking there. Oh, easy. He, he's walking. So, Varen you know, walking, he, 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 yeah, he, he's got he's got away with one there. And then you've got a question should Stearman still be on pitch for us? Because he was clearly a bit ruffled by it. If you get your clattered elbow full on in face, are you still fit to play? And the fact that. Shades of John Thorrington going back a couple of years. Yeah, there. but yeah. that happened. The mistake happened. He didn't kick a ball as soon as, as soon as that goal went in. He got subbed, so there's an argument to say why didn't he get subbed? I appreciate he went off to bring a striker on to yeah, try and get tactical. something back. I get that, but there's an argument to say he's got clattered. There's ten minutes left. Do it then. Do it. I then. didn't think Norwich were up too much, guys. I've got. No, I don't know. Either. I'm gonna. God, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be a bit negative, but <laughs> for shock. But I thought Norwich were poor. But you know what? I sat there. I thought. They will win the game. They will win the game. The even, though, that, even though all the evidence pointed to a nil-nil, Matt, and the minutes ticked by, I thought there's going to be some brilliance from them or a cock-up. And look what we got and that as well. You just knew it. And we could have been playing, as they say, till next week. We would never have scored and we created absolutely zilch, to be honest with you. You know, I'll get the niggas out of the way, then we'll come on some positives for, for me. But I just thought they were poor. I thought Jonathan Ogg should have got a red card. I thought the ref... Put that one a shocking tackle from Og should have walked. Thought they should have had a one penalty, hundred percent, maybe two. So if you put all that in, I, I thought Norwich won't play as bad as that again all season. To be honest with you, and I know you know it was positive. a good time to play them, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Matt, and and just like it was for I thought for Leeds to play at Liverpool. We don't want to mention too much about them, but opening day it's an opportunity in it to. To show, but like we said earlier, and Brady just said it. As soon as saw that team, how can you hurt them? What have you got? The, 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 they were encouraging signs with the pattern of play. They were encouraging that Corbran 
can clearly think out of the box and get a different tune out of different players, like mm. with a, the like the way Toffolo played, like Karoma, like um, I mean, to be fair, Diakabi did a different job, which let's be fair, he, he's never been great at the one job he should be doing. So to give him something different thrown in is is an hard one, and he, he did all right. He did two all right this week. Yeah, two blues. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he did all right. So you can see that Corbin's a clever coach, and he, he, he clearly think tactically very different to the ones that we've had in the recent past. But the same old failings were there. As much as, yeah, were a lot better on the eye, a lot easier to watch. We didn't hurt them. We had, we had one shot at goal for me that I can remember. That's where Chrome made it for himself and just put it just wide, similar to the, similar to the position when he scored against Man U. Um, he were unlucky with that. I can't remember other than that hurting them at all. Well, I've and got think, some stuff on this, Neil. If you, I'll let you finish your point, sorry. And then I'll no, no, I feel you don't say it. Uh, so what I wanted to do is, is, is I've never been a fan of XG particularly, but I, I had a, a conversation about XG and what it's about with uh, a very uh, a very good Carlin Optus stats gentleman by the name of David Hartrick, who has, who has brought me round to the ways of XG. So uh, thanks for that, Dave. Uh, Town, like I said, received a bit of praise, but... When you, you look at the brass facts, Huddersfield Town in this game, average, so expected goals is a lot more complicated than what I initially thought it was. I just thought it was some guy in the stadium just pressing a button if it was a good chance, but apparently not. So um, if uh, if we look at Town's expected goals, which is, you know, the, the penalty box is mapped and when you get into certain areas, it, it does bits and bats. Um, because he's finding XG hilarious. No, I'm just finding expected goals. Hilarious. Expected, yeah. <laughs> Unexpected goals is what we want. Start but, the season well, mate. Expected <laughs> goals, nil in a first game, nil in a second game. Yeah. Sorry. But, but in the first half, we were expected to score 0.1 goals. And by the end of the game, it's 0.28, which is the lowest in the championship, which shows how tepid we were really going forward, despite the nice passing. Um, I think it's easy in isolation to just go, you know what, it's just one game. It doesn't matter. But then you then you start to look at we lost one nil to Rochdale. Did we ever hurt Rochdale, who got battered at the weekend in League One? No, we didn't hurt Rochdale. And then you start to look at longer term trends. And I looked at the last twelve games. Obviously, I didn't choose the four nil against Charlton because it doesn't suit my argument. So I've looked at the last twelve games. So I'm, I'm honest. I'm up front. So the last twelve games, we've scored seven goals in twelve games. And twelve games is twelve twenty-five. It's just over a quarter of a season. If you then take that and you extend that 12-game pattern over 40 to over 46. You're then looking at us scoring across the season between 26 and 27 goals, which is pathetic. There's no getting away from how bad that is. Um, that is what has me worried, you know, the, the, the lack of goals. It's not so much the lack of goals, but the lack of chances. We are not creating chances on mm. any level. And, you know, people can say Adama Diakabi did well defensively. He did. He put one good ball in the box to nobody in the entire game in an attacking, in an attacking sense. He, he didn't create anything. Alex Pritchard didn't create anything. Um, Don't get me started on him. Janino Bakuna. You know, I like a lot of Janino Bakuna. He's a maverick, but he had a stinker Saturday. No no two ways about it. And I'm looking, completely anonymous. Yeah, and I'm looking at the statistics for, for these players. And, and Jonathan Hogg, I'm, I'm not going to start talking about Jonathan Hogg in an attacking sense. He's a defensive six. That's what he does. You know, he does what he says in the tin. No, no worries. Uh, but you look at the statistics of these players over a longer term. Alex Pritchard has played 66 games for Huddersfield Town and he's got three goals and three assists. That is a meaningful contribution to a goal or an assist every 11 games. 
that's that's not good. If, you, if even if you take away all the subs, you know, and, and then you you take it by minutes, he's averaging something over over about eight games. Uh, Adama Diakabi played thirty three, three assists. That's again a contribution every eleven games. Uh, Janino Bakuna better played sixty five, seven goals, five assists. But again, that's a contribution every five point four games. But at what cost does that bring when he's away with the fairies? Uh, Jonathan, Hogg, I did Jonathan Hogg just for fun. But, but, you know. uh, play- in, fairness, in, in fairness, then we can expect every eleven games for Pritchard and Diakabi to have a great time. Exactly, and Jonathan, and Jonathan Hogg, <laughs> Jonathan Hogg's played two hundred thirty four, two goals, six assists, and that's every twenty nine point two five games. But you know, that's just for that's just for fun. We're not expecting that from Hoggy. Uh, but Isaac no. and Benzer again, one goal, one assist in thirty two, a contribution of every, you know every sixteen games, and this is. 100% for me, the problem with Huddersfield Town, this is why I said earlier, Cosy, that Nabisau wasn't really, uh, you know, the the number one, you know, a central defender wasn't the number one thing that we needed. We needed one, no worries. But for me, we need a creative outlet to play either wide or attacking central midfield because at the minute, we are just not creating chances for a striker. We could go out and we could get a really good striker. But what's the point if nobody's actually getting him the ball in the right areas? And that is one of the really worrying things for me and I'm not, I don't want to dig out these players specifically although I know I've just you know dug out the stats and what have you but the issue for me is that confidence has gone in these players and we just do not look like like doing anything and last week I, I gave you the stats last week that Mounier and Grant together uh, contributed you know goal or assist to 63% of our goals last season and it just leaves me with absolute fear that this year is just going to be the, the year of Huddersfield Town nil and it's not the end of the window you know hands up it's not the end of the window no. and I don't and want to be all doom and gloom come on today there's two you know yeah. big shouts in the for incomings it's just at the moment this is my worry that's good yeah this is just my worry at the moment and it can change and I do yeah. believe Corbrand will improve players I've, I've seen little bits already where I'm really hopeful we, we said last good. week didn't we with, with the predictions we said last week that you know there's a caveat on that that there's still a month left of the window and things can change. We can get people in. But we can only judge it week on week on what we see and what there is. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you, you can't judge it on ifs and buts and maybes because, you know, if we'd have that, scored more in Premier League, we might have stayed up, but we didn't. So Matt is right, though. It's like we keep hearing we need a striker. I was arguing with someone in a pub on Saturday night, you know, from a distance, of course. But uh, <laughs> we need a striker, we need a striker. But Matt, you're right. They're not, we're not creating anything. You could have your world's best strikers in there. How are they going to get, you know, come in? And, you know, people say, oh, Danny Ward want him. But, mate, what would he have had to feast on anyway? You know, what, what would Ronaldo have had to feast on if he were up front? There were no, absolutely nothing. And let's get on to it, Neil. You've mentioned it. Alex Pritchard, I mean, we, if it feels bad. I feel like picking on the same guy. But his passing was shocking. Absolutely shocking. How does count? How many times you're like, he couldn't even pass to his man. The ball. I, I see Pritchard for me would would not been anywhere near, anywhere near the 18, never mind the 11. He has been a complete waste of time for a minute he walked in the door. Neil, would you have he, in that role then? In, just behind a, a, Anybody but him. Never mind name and name. Give I'd, me I'd some, play, someone, mate. Well, if Matty Daly's fit, I'd have him inside somewhere near there. I'd have played... I'd have even started Bacona there in front of Pritchard. Pritchard's a dead loss. Matt Stats have proved it up. Matt Stats, there's anyone for you. You know that. skibby dibby dibby um, bad up boat, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Neil? Yeah. That's not a bad shout, Bacona. I mean, Matt, what... 
he's if, got if the he shot. Gave, if he gave Bakuni that sort of because he didn't have to chase back. He, him, he, he goes missing so I mean he went missing on Saturday. And Bakuna showed last season in a poor team, let's be fair, that he can create and he can score. When he's on it, he's either in three touches, we've said it a million times, but in three touches, Bakuna can go, Barcelona, all the shot, Barcelona. That, that, that's what he's like. He's such an enigmatic player. He's so, and he's, he's one of those that if he's not on it, you can't afford him anywhere near it. But chuck him in a 10 roll. Bit more freedom. Lad's got a strike on him. Lad's got a through ball on him. Play him there. Take a bit of defensive-minded stuff away from him and and put him where he could be strong. And with the current squad, we haven't got anybody anywhere near good enough to play that role every week consistently. They just didn't want. And that and that ain't being negative. That's a fact. No, I, anybody creative. No, I completely agree. Now I think that's an area we need to address. I think the thing is with, with stats as well, obviously. Matt talking about expected goals and um, unexpected I, I think goals. the worrying thing is we, we've all known for three years that Huddersfield three four years I mean how long that Huddersfield struggled to score goals um, and you know I think the issue is when the stats back that up and like you say Matt we were the least we were the worst out of all the championship teams to score we know this you know I I, I think you know I still want Pritchard to come good and if he does come good then, then brilliant but let's be honest based on what we've seen uh, I've not got anything to suggest it at the moment. You look at we, we can't afford another I mean, season of hoping for best from him. This is it because we'll be down. And let's we'll be let's down. be frank. He's not a, he's not a young player. He's twenty seven. He should be coming into his his yeah. prime really. And I mean, you look at Emil Smith Rowe, who we had last season. You know, I'd love a full season of him. You know, look how you know in those that short space of time he, he, he did. He scored. You know, he scored the winning goal to keep us up. Yeah. You know. And I think that's where we need to address. And like you said, it's still a long time to go in the transfer window, but, you know, we've got an issue with our strikers. We've got an issue with creating chances. And, you know, at the end of the day, stats aside, goals win your games. And I can't see a scoring. Matt, what are you saying out there, mate? Are we getting some stick or are they agreeing with us? Um, a bit of mix. Both. Um, yeah, a bit of both, which is fine and, and fair. It's fair, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's fair. Um, it's, all, it's all good... Um, it's all good opinion, to be honest. Um, someone's saying, remember, a lot of a lot of these games were in the Premier League, and there's a good point with uh, Bakuna that he doesn't that he's played right back a few times as well, uh, which he ironically scored from right back away at Preston. So you know, um, but yeah, um, in terms of Alex Pritchard, I'm just going to quickly see if I can um, see what he's done championship wise, which will be interesting. So transfer max, I'm going to very quickly try and. Have a look what he, he did. Was, he was really good at Brentford, wasn't he, when he was on loan from Tottenham? But I think that was, you're talking six years ago, I think, 2014. Corbin looks like a guy, though. To me, you won't mess. I, I like what he said after the game about Stearman. Because, like, I thought we were going to say, oh, keep your head up, this, that, and the other. And he basically just said, we can't afford any of these mistakes much anymore. I like that. I mean, body language is interesting and the animated character, but... The fit, it would, did you see that when it cut to the bench where I think it was like a minute after they'd scored and they were absolutely dejected, weren't they, like their bench? I thought that were a really good sign that and you're going to say, well, they're not going to be smiling. But I just looked at them, I thought, yeah, they're, they're hurting there. They're, they had a game plan, they had no mistakes and stuff. I'm kind of thinking he could be the man that, that could lose patience with these guys. And yeah, Neil, you might get your wish, Pritchard for daily or whatever or... Bakuna, but I don't think they'll have as many chances as before Brady and under mm. last year. I really don't. I, I've just got a good 
gut feel about this guy, Corbin, especially when he gets some more players yeah. in. I'll just, I'll just finish the Alex Pritchard. I think it was Pete, our mate Pete Collins says, remember a lot of these games were in the Premier League and I've quickly had a look at Alex Pritchard. And to be fair, he's, had, he's not had a good time with his knee in the Championship, but he's got one assist in 19 games. So it's actually his record's worse in the Championship. I think that's Cal- a lot, lot down to his knee. Well, Matt, I'm just looking at the comments. Uh, HTAFC Stato I saw you talking about stats, so he's coming in with his stats. Been usurped his stats, yeah. A proper stat yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Proper yeah. Stat was um, 2.32 in 760 minutes and he scored two. There's a so, job going as my researcher, HTFC Stato, if, you, if you're up for it. Really, what's everyone saying on the comments, mate? Can you read some of them out? Is there any decent... Any feedback? Oh, me, sorry. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Matt's lost his job. There you go. Um, I'm happy I'm not Lizzie Greenwood. Is it Lizzie Greenwood who used to do it in the football? You remember there. White noise for you all. That's what you love to do on a pod. Uh, Paul Gibson said, Bakuna was terrible. Pritchard looks like a player whose confidence is through the floor. Tries yeah, too hard. Needs someone to take creative responsibility alongside him. Um, yeah, a lot about Bakuna here. Um, I think, I think like, that's like Neil, you know, he, he summed it up. He can be Barcelona with his first touch, old shot with his second. And it's just, I think that's what the comments are kind of saying, really. It's, it's frustrating because we all know he can score a good goal and we all know what he can do. It's yeah, just I like, I like him a lot, to be honest, Bakuna. I think he's, he's got a lot of ability and it's just about, we keep saying it every week, don't we? It's all about uh, all about getting it out. Uh, Danny Bell as well says, thing with Stearman, he's made goal costing mistakes in far too many recent games. He played well on Saturday, but Costner's the game, negates the good performance. And, and it's right, isn't it? It's uh, You can play well for 89 minutes, you can be the best player on the pitch for 89 mm. minutes, but if that one minute costs your team the, the game, I would you're no go for him that, much. Yeah, I, know, I was. I felt. I know him. Neil's ruthless and, and what have you, mistaken <laughs> he was, but the fact he was the one to get back, and if you remember bungling Don't, ben, don't feel sorry for him, but end of the day, facts are facts, aren't they? Yeah. But I mean, bungling Ben again held that rocket well, didn't he? From I can't remember who shot it from Norwich. That you know, I could have save actually did uh, Ben Amos. I could have fired it harder. Sorry for the language, but again, if Stimmen hadn't got there, we'd have been behind then. And then this is just it. But like you say, it's it's ruthless in this division, even though it's maybe not the Premier League. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was disappointing. And after they'd scored, did anyone turn it off? Because the comeback no. were hardly on, were it? No, I th- <laughs> do you know what? I thought we, we, we altered things and, and had a go. Yeah. It's, uh, I th- I thought, you know, we, we, we're talking a lot of negatives about creativity, but th- there are positives from the game. You know, there are performances Pippa. which were good. Yeah. yeah Pippa. Pippa. We haven't even talked about the probably the guy who... I, I, I thought Karoma was probably just my man of the match, but we, we've had a, a guy who's been in England three days and not really trained with his teammates, and he's coming. and I thought first twenty minutes he gave the ball away <laughs> four or five times. Yeah, like, I'm they dragged down, has it? Yeah, I thought first first twenty minutes I was like, oh, we got another buck on here, because he gave the ball away three or four times, and then all of a sudden, brilliant for seventy minutes. Let's yeah, talk about yeah, people. Let's 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 up. Let's up, let's lift this up. Good. His engine were good, Matt. Wanted the wig. I mean to say, we're only come on Monday, and. He, he was, you know, his engine were really good. I was really mm. impressed with him and that as well. He looked, he, that there were some really good signs as well going forward, especially in that as well. I think him and Toffolo are going to have some fun, but I think let's just hope that the end product as well is, uh, you know, going to be better. But it was definitely a tick in a positive box, mate. Saturday. Yeah, there was a back heel, wasn't there, in the second half where I think somebody just didn't quite read it down that right-hand yeah, side, didn't they? And, that right-hand and, side, yeah. You know, and things like that will come together with more game time and more, more time in the training ground. I think they've... You know, fair play to everybody involved with with pulling that rabbit out of the hat, if you like. I, I thought he did really well, and 
if he plays like that and we see those continuous improvements, I think that's a great signing for us. Obviously, it's too early to say either way, but the early signs from uh, from Saturday were really good. I'm I'm, I'm really uh, really positive with that one. And all of a sudden, our Ch- defense, ch- chucking a ball playing right. a ball playing centre half alongside him. Obviously, what we did alongside him because Schindler will play right hand side, but mm-hmm. to to change to upgrade two positions in back four will be key going forward. And then it takes a bit of pressure off the other end. And let's be fair, that, that needs to happen, doesn't it, until we replace. But with, with these that we're hearing about, obviously there's this this kid from Ajax that's been that's been spoken about. And I don't think there's outside there, is there? Um, that sounds like it's sort of well on the way to, to happening, which I'll be honest, I'll hold me out up. I've never, ever heard of him. But the last player we got from Ajax, I'd never heard of him either. And he turned out to be an absolute gem. You've ruined my so, trivia question for the day. As so, well. You've done so, research sorry. and ruined me. <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't. It's only, it's only other player I know that it, played for Ajax. And it's the only player we've ever signed from Ajax, yeah. Dean Gore. So, yeah, De- Dean Gore. If he's, uh, if he's half as good as he was for us, he'd be a good signing. I, I watched the, the obligatory um, skills and goals videos You know that people put together on YouTube. And there's a couple of times where he's received the ball in the number six position and he's turned out brilliantly. And I know it's at what level it might have been. I don't know whether it was the youth Ajax team or whatever, but he looks very good on the ball in that six position, you know, in really tight spaces turning out. And that's exactly what Corbrand seems to want. You know, I don't yeah. know what that means for Jonathan Hogg. And I don't know if he, we don't even know if he's coming yet. It looks good. All looks good at the minute. But... Um, <laughs> Tell him yeah. not to look at results from last two seasons. <laughs> well, apart from that. But the, uh, yeah, so uh, Carol Eatling, I think he's called uh, this, this guy. So he, uh, he t- technically looks very good. So it'll be interesting to see, like you say, you know, that him coming in and having confidence on somebody in that six role to be able to distribute will allow the two fullbacks like Peeper and Toffolo to really push forward. And, and let, let's be fair, that's where the creativity might start, hopefully. If he's coming from Ajax, he will be comfortable on ball, regardless of age group and what have you. He, that's that's all they're doing. It. You they've know, got six-year-olds better on the ball than me. Ab- absolutely. I mean, <laughs> they've, they've been they've been a production line forever. So you know, to get somebody in of that ilk, and let's be fair, and I've only had the slightest glance because I only saw it about what, three, four o'clock this afternoon. But it looks like the, the kind he's played alongside some good players there. Yeah, Van and Beek it looks is, like the only reason that he didn't progress probably and be pushing on like they have is he got a bad injury, didn't he? And missed 14, 15 months or something. So, you know, let, let's hope that he's over that. Let's hope that we can get him in and get him in and get him on, you know, and start start giving giving Carlos a chance to, to implement his style with some, let's be honest, some better players who are more suited to the, the style that he's going to want. Dan Peckett says the Ajax ladder signed for town yesterday on FIFA. Biggest coincidence he's ever had in his life. I'm not reading out your your peeper song there, Dan. It's a an absolute stinker, is that? Um, Paul Gibson, <laughs> Paul Gibson, it's some Peppa Pig one, but uh, if if he sings it and sends it in, we'll play it out. But Paul Gibson says Karoma's going to be a good number nine in a couple of years, much stronger than I thought, and decent hold up play. I think there could be hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? 
Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's definitely something in that, more of a, like a, a false nine uh, dropping deep. Um, Ponte Terrier says, uh, is saying as well, Karoma showed a couple of glimpses of class, little tricks and first touches. And remember when we, we signed him last year and they did say that this year would be the, the year for Karoma rather than last year. And, you know, you've got to, we, we, you know, we're, we're first to, you know, town fans are first to jump in double-footed on the recruitment team, but they were very clear in that for Josh Karoma this year. So, you know, there's a big tick in the box and a, a well done on on that so far. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Well, Karoma was one of the highlights of the couple of pre-season games, to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. It was, yeah. yeah. So, um, this the, we, we jumped in a little bit on transfers, but I'm just going to roll back just to finish the Norwich game and, a couple of things, and I saw you talking about it on, on Twitter, Neil, so I'm going to hand this bit over to you. Uh, specifically, it's not your caption competition. I'll give you a, a little bit more time to be able to get that to get your stuff together this week on that one. But you said, um, so long as Carlin Grant is at the football club, you would play him. You know, as long as yeah. he's an employee of Huddersfield Town, he is um, should be available to play. Um, do you still subscribe to that? Yes and no. Um at the time, completely pissed off because we didn't have a strike anywhere near the near the pitch. Um, as I meant to say, Carlin Grant's not a striker because of where he plays, which, fair enough. He probably would in this system, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah, in, in this system, probably worked better than it did previously with the Cowleys. Um, I, I just think looking at it, you're looking at that team on Saturday, that gets announced at 2 o'clock, you look, and like Cosney said, you're thinking... All day, all day and all night, we are getting a goal here. I, I just, you can't see it. You cannot see it. And that, that's not hindsight. That's two, two, two and a half years of seeing the same thing regurgitated where we do not look like scoring. And then the one ladder we have got on books who can get you the goal is nowhere near it. And I appreciate that if he goes, if he, you know, he might get injured, so we can't sell him and we'll miss out on that. That he might not, his heart might not be in it. And to be fair, I've been one of those that have been critical of him for that last season when his sort of head went a bit, he didn't want to be here. But there's just a frustration of having somebody on books where you know you're not going to score. When you see that Danny Ward's injured, he ain't going to be playing, who is the striker we have brought in. So frustrating to see that we're not going to play him. And then if, if, this, if this goes moving forward now, if he doesn't get sold, if this transfer doesn't go through, what happens then? Does he just sit and watch for three or four months till January or does he play and possibly risk getting injured? You know, so there's, there's loads of ways of looking at it. At the time, it was a bit of a an angry, I can't believe we're not even involving a striker who's got that many goals. You can see the, the, the pros and cons of it. I can see the pros and cons of it. But for me, to be honest, I'd have probably still had him on bench at, at, at the very, very least. Just in emergency, break glass in emergency kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look at who we look at who we brought on when Steven went off at last ten minutes. Fraser, was it Fraser Campbell he brought on? Well, that that sums it up. You can't remember who they brought on. That's how effective he is. I think it was Fraser Campbell. I think so. But you know, for, 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 the, the 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 best bit of news that's come out this week is hopefully some some team that clearly don't scout anybody. Um, 
possibly want to sign Fraser Campbell from us. Brilliant crack on. That'd be that'd be one hell of a of a move. Anyone else jumping in? Uh, Cosy, what about you? In or out for Carl and Grant before I take? No, I would have comments. played him, mate. And I think it's just going to look stupid if we don't get the money we want for him, and then he's wheeled back in. Uh, when's the window again? Bridge October the fifth or whatever, and that as well. And with you know, I don't know, we're four or five games down the line, but no the thing points is, on board, no goals. Well, allegedly this happened happen. in January, though, didn't it? Where yeah. he, he had. I think the thing is though, is we don't know what's going on in the background, mate. True. He could have been sulked. He might be buzzing. It's hard to say. Obviously, the only thing we've got to go on is last week, you know, uh, last week's tweet that he put out and that as well. So, which looked like to me, he will, you know, please get my move done quick. So, I think... Uh, could have been cooking a yeah. sandwich, mate. He could have been waiting for his oven. Yeah. You never know. It was just such yeah. a, a silly... Well, not silly. It was just such a, a nothing tweet, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and it might have been something totally different than that as well, but... Suppose better move on, but the irony, I think, didn't he score at Brentford last year? Well, once the yeah. game and that beautiful photo in front of the away end and stuff, but sadly, it looks like, you know, we won't be seeing that this week. And you know what? In- interested or not, he only needs one of them. That mm. That's all it takes, one of them. It can be not interested for 89 minutes and win your game. You know, we, we saw what he can do with very little time on ball, so many times last season, so many goals he got with not a lot of space, not a lot of time, picks his spot, we're going away, prime example. So, you know, for me, you're almost, you're robbing yourself, you're robbing yourself by not playing him or involving him in some shape or form. No, I I, I agree, Neil. I think, um, you know, even if his heart's not in it, like Carlin Grant at 50% still gives us a chance. Um, you know, like like you said, Matt, him Mooney got sixty three percent of our goals last season. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And obviously, it's frustrating because by the sounds of it, waiting for that deal for, to go through to maybe get some more people in. But you know, when you look when you look at the game against Norwich and like say how many chances we created and how many shots we got away, um, it's it is frustrating. I agree with Neil to see someone who got nineteen goals for you last season not even involved. Yes, he's going to move, but potentially, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, again, I know we're not expecting much from these first couple of games, but you might as well chuck him in. <laughs> you know, you might get a goal. I think the only caveat I'd throw in is, you know, if if this we don't really know where this move is in the in the ether, so to speak. If he's if he's on the verge, you know, the rumours at the minute are it's just down to sort out the payment structure between town and West Brom. We don't know. We're just going by by mm. by the rumour mill. If it's at that stage and we play Carl and Grant and he does his cruise ship. Yeah, that's eighteen million down the shitter. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's the only caveat to it. But you know, if he comes on and scores a goal, how vital are those three points going to be? At, you know, at the end of the season, you know, there's so many. I don't yeah. think there's a right and wrong answer to this one. To be honest, uh, you know, we, you could you could play him and you could not play him and you could be right in both ways. Let's finish the knowledge game off by the caption competition, which was actually mine this week and that as well. So sorry, mate. It looks like I've seen tweet. it. Can I? <laughs> Can you see that very well? And that's well, pretty much Carl and, Carl and Grant, God. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Cobra and are down on one knee and that as well. There's been some really good uh, comments on that as well. Reese Dinsdale of uh, Blue Tick fame. We don't get many blue tickers, do we, on that? Uh, nowadays. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. Fancy, yeah. But at least Leeds add buckets. Uh, <laughs> Yorkshire Pundit, I want back passes to the goalkeeper to be this short. Uh Let's have a look there. <laughs> some, some stuff that we can't uh, 
Someone's Liz uh, Malafronte, marry me, Shindy. There's so much love for Chris. Yeah, I like that. yeah. <laughs> uh, Liam Parker. Anyone know if Danny Williams is available? Uh, Jody Calvert. Is this how we do the Black Lives Matters thing? Uh, let's have a look. And you have to uh, pick a winner, aren't you, as well? Yeah, USA Terriers is for fun. I'm close to telling Clyde Winder why Clyde Winder we are getting the band back together. But yeah, I don't know. I like Reese's one and that as well. But it's uh, yeah, he was well animated, wasn't he? I don't know what you made a kind of cobra. You can hear him. You can hear him on the yeah. iFollow. You can you can you can hear him. And mm. I, I, I quite like that. He's you know he's he's very intense, isn't he? I think sometimes David Wagner was intense, but he had that humility with him as well. So I think we we yet to kind of see his full personality at Carlos Cobra, but I, I like what I've seen yeah, so far. Yeah, feels like a man though. I just again I could be totally wrong here, but what take, be taking any shit? He's yeah. come in. He's he's obviously learned off the the best. Uh, you know, so many. Else, so there's, it, there's a lot of good yeah. managers, isn't there? Yeah. Gives me. Hey, what, look, looking at tonight, just just as we're talking, games going on. Um, a, a good strength Southampton side nil Brentford two. Yeah, I've had a message saying Brentford are playing like Brian, uh, prime Bayern Munich going into the game on Saturday. So, great I think we've just got to finish with uh, our only win of the season was against Bradford City. I don't, did anyone see the score last night, guys? Uh, just as a form guide. Uh, finish? Yeah. I've got like seven points left yet. <laughs> God. <laughs> but we'll, we'll whisk through them. Um, one thing I wanted to say as, as Brady's missus walks by in the background, so she's uh, she's live to 50, pe- 50 people on, on YouTube. <laughs> but... Do I need to, you know, I don't live too far from Arla Foods, you know, who do uh, cartons of milk. Do I need to uh, give them a ring and send them a picture of Flo Hadajanai's face? Where is Flo Hadajanai? That is one question. I'll know. be honest, who cares? Who cares the further away from this football club he is, the better. He could do with some milk as well, by the look of him. But he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. We've heard nothing from him. You know, he was supposed to be securing a move six weeks ago. You know, I don't know where he's moving to. You know, whether he's getting the shuttle to Mars, I've got no idea, but... You know, that's something that needs to be done as well. Um, something that was done today and uh, always causes a lot of sadness with, with football fans is uh, the um, courts have wound up Macclesfield Town for £500,000 or just over £500,000. Um, these are, I always find these difficult ones to talk about because of there's always a lot of finger pointing at the football league in, in, in Maine, but, you know, they, they try and give the owners a, a free, you know, as much responsibility as possible. And it's always difficult to point the fingers. Cosley and Neil, you guys, I think, wanted to mention something about Macclesfield, didn't you? Or go into a little bit, maybe. Not not so much going too far into depth there. I just, I just find it extremely sad when the game is awash with money. And I'm not pointing the finger at anybody for having loads in top six, just how it is. Um, but when the game's awash with money and players are earning whatever they're earning, you know... The people who I feel sorry for at Macclesfield, not so much the chairman and what have you, because they've took on thinking they can do it. You know, they've probably lost a bit of their own brass, which at their level isn't good anyway. Um, but you're looking at players who are earning a working wage, shall we call it, and, and not what we'd consider a normal working wage as players they're not earning anywhere near what you'd class football salaries. You've got people who are there all the life it's that kind of club it's a community club so people you know office staff etc that have worked there all the life who are now jobless never known anything else but Macclesfield Town they'll have put their heart and soul in 
from being non-league to getting in league to back out at league. And I just, for, for me, it's, it's a sad day. Um, you know, you see players moving for millions upon millions upon millions of pounds. And we've been guilty of wasting millions of pounds in the all two, the all two recent past. Um, and to see a team go bust for half a million quid is bad enough. But it's, it's the people I feel sorry for. Because like I say, the players at that level are, you know, they, they won't be on mega brass. So, yeah, it's, it's a sad day for football for me. No, I I agree as well. I mean, obviously, it's a complicated issue. But, I mean, I saw someone talking today about um, Richard Scudamore, who obviously was in charge of the Premier League. When he left, every Premier League team gave him a quarter of a million pound leaving bonus. Um, obviously, saving a club is completely different. But I agree with Neil. Like, there's so much so much money in football. You know, half a million is nothing, you know, nothing in football. And I think, again, like, it's more on the structure and system because it's the structure and the system that keeps failing clubs. And, you know, like you say, it's not just the owner who's affected, it's the club, it's the community. You know, football clubs mean everything um, to communities. And, like, I mean, look at ours and how it works for the foundation and everything. Um, it's, just, it's just really sad. I think that's all we can say. And uh, to be honest... I think it's going to be the first of quite a few this season, unfortunately, given everything that's happening. Obviously, Phil did uh, did want start warning people of this, didn't he, uh, about six months ago? But yeah, so yeah. I mean, Matt Brady touched about the community there. I mean, I, I went down at the stadium today, uh, obviously modelling the new uh, Carver and top. But you don't realise, like Udersfield, Udersfield were dead today. It probably isn't on a normal Tuesday, but the income that, like the the town and the surrounding areas, the club shop, that is not there at the moment. It's it's got to be such worrying times. Something's just flashed up on my screen as a minute ago about the northeast facing further, you know, tighter lockdown restrictions and stuff. I don't know what even, you know. Even Leeds, mate. I live in Leeds, you know, quite central, and they're talking about a decrease of forty percent footfall, and it, and. Leeds City Centre really struggling as well. Yeah, and Brady doesn't live too far from me. What? Just so there's a couple of chesties in here, so I'm not. I'm not taking yeah, that I mean, that's okay, actually. No, I mean, I mean, Phil obviously said sixty, and let's hope that it's not that number. But I mean, I mean, it might be a good idea, to kind of bring on the next thing about the the trial that's happening and trying to get people back in the ground. But I saw a rugby union uh, kind of chief exec talking the other day because they've trialed it, and they were saying, look, one thousand, two thousand. I think the Silverstone guy as well for the Grand Prix. There's just no point. You've got to start somewhere, but for us, 1,000, 2,000, we'll be saying, well, it's better than nothing, but that just earns no money for anyone. It's The game's in a big, big mess, aren't there? It'll probably, because of the nature of it, it'll probably cost them more to open ground for it. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Chris Wilder's something beautiful today. I don't know if anyone's seen that video of his press conference. Uh, It's brilliant, because he's saying, hang on a minute, I can't see my nan, and I can't, I can't remember exactly what he's saying, but but yeah, we, we were trying to get fans back in the ground. I can't go for a pint with my mate and six other people at the pub, but yeah, we can. We want to... I think he would saying exactly what it was on the tinkers. When I first heard this this week at the Premier League, kind of saying, right, we need people back in, otherwise, honestly, they would indeed do-do pretty much what they were saying. And my first reaction is, yeah, Premier League, up yours, you know, you've got all that money. But it's like, it's a real difficult one, isn't it? Because it sounds like to me, we if stuff doesn't start rolling soon, we're getting people back in these stadiums. We're going to be in a real big mess on that as well. And just any one or two guys in the club shop today, I don't, obviously where we've started, I don't think shirts are going to be falling. And 
out of the shells. But a friend that I saw the other day, she said to me, "Just cause I'm not putting me ban a shirt because I'm not off to the match. Why? What's the point of me ban a shirt?" And there'll be so many with their attitude. I think we're in real worrying times, kind of the the income that people are losing. Forget about even the boxes and stuff like that as well. But it's it's welcome this week. Is there eight games out there trialing with a thousand in? Ours is not one of them, is it? But no, I think you can do it in areas where the R numbers are certain. And I think mm-hmm. Kirklees and, and Leeds and a few others are pretty high. So I don't think we'll be seeing it or trialed at the moment. We've got to start, stuff's got to start rolling back in the grounds or there's going to be more Macclesfields. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a different one. It'd be what this were happening pre COVID, one there was stuff with, I think, HMRC. But I just, I look around at the moment, the, the lower divisions couldn't afford to start, you know, last year. So they sacked it off after the restart. They've set off now. They're desperate for these fans to come in, and uh, I'm just not sure what to make of it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I find really odd, and I'm glad that these clubs can do it because they need the money just as much as a football league club. But you're looking at teams like Golka and Big House Town, who have tiny grounds with tiny stands, rest of it standing round pitch, bar where everyone be piling in. They're allowed X amount of hundreds of fans in to watch a game at that level in HD postcodes, yet the football club, who is professional, isn't allowed anybody in a 24,500-seater stadium. And I get I get the reasons why all the football league can't, but it just seems bonkers that those clubs can. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm glad they can, because there's two brilliant football clubs there with Golker and Big House. Absolutely brilliant. They were cracking stuff in the communities. They're both good sides, I don't to be fair. Um, Neil, the new rules, mate, six. So you can't... So, 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 so how does that work? So, yeah, we can't walk to the stadium together because that's illegal, but we could... Go inside. There, we could say, I mean, that's what Chris Wilder were kind of just saying. It's yeah, it just, doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't that's, make that's, sense. It's perfectly easy. Just shoot a grouse and then can, you can take 30 of you. That's the exemption, isn't it? So um, you'll be fine. <laughs> There's a wicket in the cricket, Cosy. I thought England were going to blow it, and they probably still are, but we've just taken one. Yeah, I'm watching Yorkshire. I don't want to uh, even talk about that, mate. That said in one way. But again, that's been affected by the COVID, and it's just such weird times at the moment. And uh, it will be good on Saturday to see the footage of the, you know, the people back in the grounds and the experience and stuff. I mean, I think the Bundesliga is starting Friday, 20% fans getting back in the stadium, but they've said straight away that as soon as, if there's a spike, that goes. Neil, I think, you, I mean, you said I don't think we'll get back in the stadium this season. That's obviously looking like it's going to change, but a stadium as we know it, I mean, I, I talk about the poll that I put, I just don't know, it just, it's so strange, isn't it, at the moment? And I, I still won't guarantee you'll see a game at our ground this season. No. So football clubs have really got to think of innovative ways in which to make money then, don't they? That's that's, that's yeah. certainly one thing yeah. to, to do. Maybe premium content is going to be the way forward, you know, for, you know, and, and we've, we've talked before about maybe how the club need to maybe up its game in certain areas, but maybe there's a, there's a, a window or something for some kind of, of uh, premium YouTube content, if you like, you know, you know, the chance to, maybe interact and speak with players on Zoom, etc. you know, hold forums. Well, it's bollocks that we can't watch the game. Well, we have to pay for the game on Saturday against Brentford. Why? Yes, Sky restrictions. Sky. It's rubbish, mate. That, that's just garbage. And that's just, there's loads of people who will be shouting, well, I can watch it on, you know, kind of streams anyway and stuff like that. But 
if they really cared about the fans, we should be able to just click on it and watch it and that as well. I just think... I there, there's your issue, Cosic. There's your issue. Football, care about football across the board, it's not fan-centric anymore, unfortunately. And the, big, the biggest danger of football clubs, ours and every other football club, is whilst people are angry, you've got a chance of re-engaging them because they're angry because they care. But as soon as anger turns into apathy, then you're bollocks because apathy, people have found somewhere else to disengage from it. So keep people angry. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So angry can turn into happy to be back. Apathy is a lot harder to swing back. And the longer it goes on, now we're only, what, four months, five months from when we could actually go to a football ground. It could be a year. So as soon as you get to that kind of level, you've, you've lost, you've almost lost a generation of fans in that year. So the longer it goes on, it's very, very dangerous for football in general. I did a poll uh, earlier. It's incredible how it's finished. And I knew it would be close, but you just can't get any closer. So 242 votes. So obviously the trial's back happening on Saturday. And I asked whether people are, you know, how they're feeling about getting back in. And it's 50-50, incredible. 242 votes. What were the options? 50% yes, get me back in. And next one, till as before, I'm not asked. So that I was just kind of on the back of the, what the Norwich thing I did last week. People was, the lads were saying to me, until we get away fans in, until we can all sit in with his mates. And as it was before, I'm not asked coming back in. So that was kind of my option. Part of me wonders if it's kind of the club's on a, you know, we're struggling, obviously, and we have been. So that's probably facted into a bit of the vote. But yeah, it's it just finds it frustrating on Saturday that we got. I think it's Leeds and Fulham three o'clock live on BT Sport, free of charge on your pubs. Get stuck in, and yet we've got to pay ten pounds to watch Brentford view us. I think it's absolute bollocks. Yeah, I'm afraid that's an EFL Sky decision. That, but um, speaking of Brentford. How do we cope with uh, with Brentford? Obviously, Ben Rama's on the verge of a move, you know, similar to Carl and Grant, so those two won't be playing as far as we know. Ivan Tony's coming to replace Ollie Watkins, 28 million up front. For, well, 28 million going to 33 for Watkins. That's a crazy amount. Well done to whoever yeah. broke that for Brentford anyway. Um, Exeter got a bit, didn't they, as well? That one nice. One yeah, three and a half, didn't they? And it's going to look yeah. after him for a while. So that's a decent club as well as Exeter. Um, yeah, so, so what do we do? So I got asked by... Um, besotted to the the fanzine for and podcast for Brentford to do sort of 10 minutes audio for them on how we're going to stop um, how we're going to stop them <laughs> what's um, your master plan mate can you reveal well, it well I think my my master plan was for us to try and keep the ball as long as possible and try and dict and slow the game down and and try and take away the the, the speed of midfield you know and, and get in the face and uh, when the ball goes wide to Mbwemo you know double up double and triple up on him I think that might be the plan but you know, at the end of the day, if that's successful, we've still got to put the ball in the back of the net at the other end. And the longer you go without scoring, the more pressure goes on the defence. And again, I'm, I know I'm going around in circles a bit with with chance creation, but for me, the the way we win this game is by trying to take the ball off of them, slowing the game down, and hoping that Janino Bakuna does something magic at the other end to win it for us. That is pretty much. This is where your argument comes back to do you do it? Yeah, with Carl and Grant in it. Because we're going to be defending a lot. Let's be fair; we are going to be defending a lot on Saturday, um, and then with one little ball of at top, or you know, decent move attack, 
he can, he can win it like he showed down there last season. Yeah, this is going to sound strange, but I think we'll do a lot of our defending with the ball. And Cosy, you, yeah. you you understand that. Well, yeah, all, all of you do. But Cosy, you see that a lot in Spain, don't you, with people, you know, how, how they dictate the, the, the speed of the game yeah. as an actual so defensive much, tactic. You're saying we just want to repeat it last year in a kind of similar way. I mean, I thought it was a bit cringe last year. We did, we did what we need to do, but the slow in the time wasted, it were pretty minging. The only thing is, Neil, I think with that Grant thing, Corberan's made his bed and... Oh yeah, it's been, it's been laid out. He's been laid out. He's not playing yet. Yeah, I mean Danny Ward. I don't know if anyone's in any stuff. Is he going to be fit? There's rumours that a couple he's... of weeks somewhere, but I don't know how reliable yeah. that was. Yeah, tweak hamstring, isn't it? I think yeah. so. Those don't usually clear up quickly, do they? It's not a great fixture start, though, is it for us? Jesus, you take a point. That'd be all day long, wouldn't you? So, what are you guys <laughs> thinking? What are you guys thinking? And Neil, you say you take a point, but what do you actually think? We'll uh, we'll go down. I think we'll finish. I think we'll finish second again, but I'll take a point now. Cosmo? Yeah, I don't see anything but another defeat, unfortunately. But I think we will score this time, but I think it's going to be 3-1 uh, to Brentford. And Brady? Yeah, I mean, before you said they were winning 2-0, I thought, obviously, they lost to Birmingham. Um, it's early in the season. Might be a good time to play him. Uh, again, I just I just don't really see us creating anything. But um, I don't... I, I think the positive thing is I don't think... Uh, we'll lose by a lot, I think, this season. I think it will be like you want to... I've got to be honest, still going back, harping back, but the biggest disappointment for me is the fact that it's Brentford's new ground and we can't go. Mm. Regardless of what happens on pitch. For a long time. Exactly so. But regardless of what happens on pitch, you know, it, it harps back, doesn't it, to the, the reason why we all love football is not particularly the 90 minutes, is it? No, I think I'd have gone to definitely gone to this one to try and take in the new ground, and uh, yeah. it's a good good away trip, London Brentford. It's always always decent. So oh, amazing, mate! Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't. It's just down the road, so I think a lot of people have still have done three corner pubs. Weren't they the traditionalists of football fans? They would have still done that. Mm. The Forest game's been shifted as well, and it being brute forward switch. Sky, what are we going to do? Picking without? away game. That was my my initial reaction. Was can't you pick an away game? That was that was it. Then then we'd have uh, to pay the tenner. What they're going to do with his chance, though, because all the bloody had last time when he's electric for about 90 minutes, they're going to have to dig deep into our archives. Maybe that uh, Pippa chant that who was mentioning Dan Peckett it. with his pe- Peppa Dan, Pig. Dan, maybe get yourself to Sky, get yourself an audio, put it in, and it could be you next Friday night. But, yeah, see, that's another tough game, isn't it? You know, Forrest. And, but let's just hope that these recruits come in and then, was it South? God, I can't believe we were speaking about quarantine and and stuff, but I just think uh, we're just needing a boost, aren't we? Uh, or a Philip, as a, the retired Mr. Booth would say. Legend and- Mel Booth, yeah. Look, I think I think one point I want to make before we, we, we close it is that, yeah, okay, some of the stuff that we've said today can be construed as negative, you know, but it's not so much negativity, it's genuine concern with the, the direction, but there's also, with, with the concern, we've also got hope as well in that we've seen the... the, um, the you know the signing of Peeper, and we, you know a couple more of that ilk. You know, and, and we'll be we'll be buzzing on this podcast for sure. And you know, there are certain good things to look forward to. The new style, you know, it's, immediately we're a better side to watch. It's just if we address those concerns that we have, then I think we'll we'll all be incredibly happy moving forward into the season, and we'll all be you know vibrant and and back to our more positive selves. I would think, but you know, it's we do have genuine concerns with the the goal creation, but I wouldn't always construe that as a negative at the moment. 
Don't slag me off, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we just want Huddersfield to do well, don't we? I think that's it at the end of the day. We all care about it. We, we just want to have something to cheer about. I think, um, yeah, I admit it's probably not great listening for fans, but, you know, like you say, Matt, Pippa was good. He nearly, you know, if Bakuna could have sorted his feet out, he, Bakuna might have scored. You know, this young Ajax lad, if that happens, you know, it sounds like we're making moves, but um, I think you just got to judge it the squad at the moment, and it's not. On, on, on the plus side, after all that, is we've got a new face on the podcast next week. Oh, is he in the is he in the uh, the chat box at the minute giving he it big is licks? Currently in the chat, yeah, giving it the big licks. Seeing as they bottled it this week. Wow. <laughs> cool. So yeah, let's just uh, hope we can get something from our landing trip on there. Saturday, but whatever happens, we will be back. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, Cosy, if you want to sing us out, don't. <laughs> it's been uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good night from us.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.